0: Could the Baltimore Ravens trade for a star? We talk about that and more next year on Locked on Ravens.
1: You are Locked on Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: And we return here with another episode of Locked on Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Allstriker of Ravens Wire. Of course, we're here on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked on Ravens your first listen of the day. We're free and available on all platforms, including On YouTube and today's episode of Locked On Ravens is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get fifty dollars off purchases of five hundred dollars or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code Locked On at checkout. We're back here. It is a mid-week edition of the show, which means we're going to be answering mailbag questions here today. But It'll be it'll be a bit of a mailbag sandwich. We've been doing the OTA sandwiches over the past couple of weeks. We're going to do a mailbag sandwich here today, talk about mailbag questions in the first segment, mailbag questions in the third segment. In the second part of the show, though, I'm going to look at if the Ravens could trade for a star potentially. Now, there hasn't been anything to really prompt this, right? No, no conversations or anything, but it's interesting to think about, in my opinion, we did a show it was a little while ago, was do the Ravens need to trade for a star? This is a little different. It's could they trade for a star? So positions of need for the team, who's actually available or who could be available, what the Ravens would want to give up potentially in a deal. So a ton of that conversation there. But again, in the first segment, third segment, we'll do mailback questions. Second part of the show, we'll do could the Ravens trade for a star? so a ton to talk about here today if you heard us in video form on youtube be sure to subscribe to this channel like the video it helps out a ton our community here on lockdown ravens is growing at a very fast rate on youtube i really am excited about it and so if you're already subscribed to this channel thank you so much and if you're thinking about it you're wondering why we put out Ravens content five days a week here, Monday through Friday. So if you want daily Ravens analysis, updates, opinions, and more, be sure to subscribe to this channel and, of course, like the video. But if you're here with us in audio form, thank you as well. Again, same show, both audio and video form. We're here anywhere you get your podcast: So Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Quick disclaimer, if you are having trouble finding the show in audio form for some reason one day, it will be in video form on YouTube. We are five days a week. That is not changing. So if it's not there, there might be an issue with the upload potentially with megaphone on their end. So just in case, just saying, just putting it out there. If you can't find it in audio form, it will be in video form, but be sure in audio form to follow us anywhere. You get your favorite podcast, turn notifications on, and also be sure to follow me on Twitter at chaos 34 and the locked on Ravens account at locked on Ravens. But now let's dive into a couple of mailbag questions here. We're going to start off with two questions. This will be this will be the Afida Foy segment here. There are two questions from Afida Foy. First question, hello, Kevin. Which player do you think will be improved the most this season? Thanks for the show and have a nice day. Will you have a nice day too? And this, this is an interesting question. I'm, I might throw a couple in here. The one who I think will be the most improved, I mean, based off statistical production, I think, I think it's Rashad Bateman. I mean, that's the easy pick, right? People are talking about, I mean, I talked about him yesterday. He's a big breakout candidate for the Ravens. If you haven't checked out that show, I recommend you do so, but Bateman is going from a player who played in 12 games last season, had around 500 yards, only one touchdown. Is that wide receiver two, three, depending on where you classify Sammy Watkins in there. I think Watkins was the second wide receiver up until he got injured. Then when he got back, he didn't really reclaim a role. So that was Bateman's role, but Again, this is an offense that now is going to be the top two target getters, in my opinion, are going to be Mark Andrews, number one, and Rashad Bateman, number two, Bateman moving into that Marquise Brown role. I think he's also going to be improved because he's now had that rookie year under his belt. That's a player, in my opinion, who I think – we'll just be able to benefit from having that added chemistry with Lamar Jackson for what hopefully will be a full training camp and whatever part of the preseason these guys play. And maybe it'll be all three games Maybe it'll be none of them. We haven't really seen what they're going to do there yet, obviously. But I think the Bateman for me as a player who will be so improved this year. So I guess he'd be my pick statistically just because of the role he's moving into. It is such an increase in my opinion, but there are other players too. You could talk about James Perciate. You could talk about Devin Duvernay or Tyler Wallace there. You know, you could look at on the offensive line, is there a player there like a, a Tyree Phillips or a Ben Cleveland potentially who could make that jump if they win the left guard job? You could even look on the defense as well. Patrick Queen, Malik Harrison, maybe Daylon Hayes or Adafi Owe. Even in the secondary, Brandon Stevens, a popular pick. there is Washington potentially as well on the defensive line? doesn't matter if does he make that leap Roger Washington. So there are a lot of guys personally that I think could be the most improved guys on this roster. But to me, if I had to pick one specific player who I think production will increase as well as just the role they're going into, I think the obvious choice for me at least is Rashad Bateman. And then another question here from a Foy is that yes, they said that they got some names after today's episode, because yesterday I did do the breakout candidate episode. So then another question is who do you think should be named team captain? Have a nice day. So Team captains, it's different for every team. So in 2021, the Ravens actually appointed their captains weekly. So I know that, you know, most of the teams have the guys who wear the big C patch on their chest, and that's what they do. They appoint those guys before the year starts. But Baltimore has their captains, or at least they had them in 2021 assigned weekly. So we saw the captain picks every game where different guys had the different weeks of being captain but the NFL I think the rule in the NFL is you can have six team captains I don't think that rule is very strictly enforced to be honest I mean there are teams out there with many offensive captains many defensive captains special teams captains if I had to pick six guys like if we're going NFL mandated rule for if I'm picking six guys I guess on the offensive side of the ball Lamar Jackson obviously would be a captain I'd probably give Mark Andrews a captain as well Kevin Zeitler, potentially, I know it's only his second year in Baltimore, but he's a veteran on that offensive line, on an offensive unit in general. It doesn't really ha- have a lot of a lot of veterans, so maybe Kevin Zeitler. Ron, Ronnie Stanley, also, you know, he's been with this team for a while, very important, so maybe those four guys on offense. But then that, that only leaves two for defense and special teams, and I'd give Clays Campbell a, a captain. I, I'd give Justin Tucker a, a captain for sure. But then, you know, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, all, all these guys who deserve it. Chuck Clark, in my opinion. So that's like 11 guys, 10 guys. I probably did that math horribly wrong, but it's it's a lot of guys who deserve it. So, I mean, maybe we'll go a bit above the six that I think the rule is in the NFL and say on offense, we'll do four with Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews and Ronnie Stanley and also Kevin Zeitler. And then on defense, Clayus Campbell, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, Chuck Clark in there. And then special teams, I do Justin Tucker. So that's nine guys, a more, little more than six. But you know what? I'll, I'll take it. There are a lot of guys that deserve it on this team, definitely. But I think what exemplifies a captain is leadership both on and off the field. And I'm, I'm not saying the guys that didn't get the captain patches in my little exercise here don't have that. But you look to players who have had the most success, who have been around the league for a while, that have exemplified all those characteristics. And so it's a combination, right? Lamar Jackson isn't this veteran who's in his 15th season, but he's the most important player on the team. So yeah, I'm giving him a captain. Mark Andrews, same thing. You know, he's someone who has been around for a while, but you look at what he's done at this at this level, it, it deserves that. Captain Patch Clay is Campbell, a vocal leader both on and off the field. Chuck Clark, someone who's a glue guy in this defense. So while you, while you might not look at Chuck Clark and say, oh, he's, he's the best player on the Ravens because, you know, he's not, but he's a very good player and someone who has been a glue guy on this defense for years now, whereas the green dot is vitally important to the way the Ravens run their defense. And I think that that also is deserving. And then obviously Justin Tucker, we, we know who he is, one of the best in the business, special teams captain. I mean, if this if this was a question a year earlier, I'd have given the special teams, I'd, I'd given three out. I would give a special teams captain to Anthony, to Anthony Levine. I'd give a special teams captain to Sam Cook as well. And then you're looking at other guys. I think there are maybe – you can make an argument for a couple other guys. But, yeah, Anthony Levine and Sam Cook and Justin Tucker, all those guys. And then if you want to go back a couple more years, Morgan Cox is in in there too. So that's four special teams captains on on offense. There are other ones as well. I mean, his second season, Mark Ingram probably could have gotten a captain patch. So, you know, you look at just who – what the characteristics are for a captain, and I think guys like Anthony Levine and guys like Sam Cook were big exemplary players who showed those traits and showed those characteristics. But now with those guys not in the fold, Levine and Cook obviously retiring, I think that Justin Tucker is really you know you're not going to give one to a rookie and Jordan Stout, you're not going to give one to Nick Moore at this point in my opinion. And I think that's just us, Justin Tucker. But yeah, again, Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, Kevin Zeitler, Ronnie Stanley, then you have Clay Campbell, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters and chuck clark and then justin tucker as the final guy for my personal picks for team captains but again they usually do it every week and they don't have nine guys usually it's it's more like four or five or three so it's tough you know every week they tend to do that and i think that's good it's honestly a, a good thing they do because it, it highlights different players and i think a lot of players deserve it it's just different how every team defines it what every team wants to do with it but for the ravens they didn't they didn't actually appoint like specific team captains in 2021. They did the captains weekly. So a very interesting tidbit there. And and two great questions from a feed to foot. We'll head into our first break on Locked On Ravens. Still a ton to talk about. When we get back, we'll be diving into if the Ravens could trade for a star. So be sure to stay tuned. Still a ton to talk about here. Unlocked on Ravens first though, I do want to tell you a bit about Blue Nile. And with Blue Nile, they have a lot of things to offer. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, you can find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. And they have simple online tools that you choose a diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. On Blue Nile's best jewelers will handcuff or perfect engagement ring. Featuring is one of a kind, and if you're looking for fine jewelry, but if you're having trouble choosing it, Blue Nile had jewelry experts on hand 24-7. They're available from phone or from chat, and you can even find a memorable gift at every budget because their prices are really, really good. And you can make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Sports listeners. Get $50 off for purchases, $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code Locked On. That's code Locked On. Plus, every order is insured, ships-free, and arrives in discreet packaging. They won't give away what's inside. So shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
0: We're back here. Our second segment of Locked On Ravens. Kevin Ostreicher, your host, still here with you again. Thank you for making Locked On Ravens your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe to this channel on YouTube if you hear us in video form. Be sure to follow us in audio form if you hear us in audio form. And also be sure to fill out our listener survey. If you do, you'll have a chance to qualify for one of $10, $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. to Take it and help us out. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Again, it helps out a ton. So thank you if you do fill that out. Let's now talk, though, about the star situation in Baltimore, not the stars they have, but potentially maybe the stars they could add. Now, again, there's been nothing to really prompt this. There haven't been any rumors, haven't been any of this. It's a, I guess, a thought exercise to talk about, well, could they do it? And is it something they potentially would want to do in a situation? Because it seems like right now, and we'll talk about this throughout the rest of the week a little bit, the Ravens, the roster seems pretty set overall. And the Ravens have been a team that has looked to the trade market, right? They've acquired guys in recent seasons. If you want to just go back a couple of years, guys like Marcus Peters and Clay's Campbell and Yannick Ngakwe, they, they've acquired guys via trade. But it hasn't been the, oh, the Ravens are trading two firsts and two seconds and a good player for an absolute stud, right? It's been good players they've traded for. All three of those guys were really good players, when they traded for them. They're still good players now. Obviously, Ngakwe didn't really didn't really work out, but that's a different story. The Ravens they've looked to the trade market for assets and I think they're going to exhaust and explore every single Avenue to make their team better. But right now who's available. We all know that DK Metcalf has been holding out, or at least he started to hold out a little bit. Debo Samuel reporting. So, you know, those are two names that have been mentioned a ton, not just for the Ravens, but across the league is guys who could potentially be traded. Now, do I think either does get traded? I don't believe so. I think that the 49ers and Debo Samuel will, We'll probably get a contract done. The one that's a little less likely, even though I still think it's likely, is DK Metcalf. So if you want to dive into the DK Metcalf conversation, it's something we've talked about before. It's It was kind of a couple months ago when that, when that rumor was still kind of hot. But again, with the holdout talk, it's kind of started to creep back up for some people. So that's a star player where it, it would cost probably at least a first-round pick and a mid-round pick. I probably think it costs a little bit more than that. Plus, you have to give DK Metcalf a huge contract extension on top of that. And it goes back to what we were talking about a couple of months ago, where do the Ravens want to pay a star receiver, right? Is this a situation where they can afford to give a DK Metcalf, regardless of how good DK Metcalf is? DK Metcalf is a stud at this level, right? But is, are, are the Ravens going to want to pay, I don't know the money, the money numbers, $20 million, $25 million a year to a player who in a run-first heavy offense might not get the same amount of targets that he would get in a Kansas city or in some of those high pass volume offenses where they could instead spread that money out. I don't know. I mean, I think that DK Metcalf would benefit this Ravens offense tremendously. The Ravens, I still think they should add another wide receiver, a veteran type guy. Metcalf is obviously not a grizzled 10 year veteran, but for the Ravens, they, they have most of their draft picks. In fact, the only draft pick that they Don't have right now, I believe is their seventh round draft pick. Yes, their seventh rounder that was traded to the Giants in that Ben Bredesen deal. So that trade was a fourth round pick to the Ravens for Ben Bredesen, a fifth round pick, and a seventh round pick. A great move by Eric DaCosta. But the Ravens actually have two fifth round picks in 2023 because of the Sean Wade trade. The Ravens traded Sean Wade in a 2022 seventh. Or no, they traded Sean Wade for a 2022 seventh and a 2023 fifth. So the Ravens have all their picks plus another fifth rounder minus a seventh rounder. So they have the room to make it work. But I think for trades, you're, you're looking at other people potentially besides D.K. Metcalf. There aren't really any other star receivers who seem super disgruntled right now. Darius Slayton is someone whose name has popped up, but he, again, hasn't necessarily been disgruntled and he's not a star type player. I mean, there there are other guys as well. Like Deion Jones is, is a player who has been kind of mentioned as a uh, June 1st cut type player who would save the Falcons a lot of money if they were to get rid of them. And it would be more of a trade that would save them the most money. Whereas if they only cut them, it would save them 1 million, give them an $18 million dead cap hit. If they trade him, it'd be a $5 million dead cap hit, but $14 million in savings. But again, Deion Jones, really great player, but do the Ravens need to make that investment? They have Patrick Queen already at the inside linebacker position. So again, it's, it's where do the Ravens have a glaring need? I think there's not necessarily a glaring one at this point. If I had to choose, it'd probably be outside linebacker, but there, there really aren't a lot of guys like outside linebackers right now who are at least stars at this point who are saying, yeah, I want, I want out. I want to go somewhere else. We saw a lot of those stars sign in free agency, you know, Von Miller, Chandler Jones, Darius Smith, and, and those types of players. So maybe once the trade deadline gets a little closer, then we'll start to see names pop up a little bit more in terms of teams wanting to move off of guys in the last year of their deals. And then that would be an option for the Ravens. But the Ravens also like to have money heading into the year. They still have a decent amount of salary cap space right now. It's it's not the most money in the world, but I would assume that maybe they, instead of maybe trading for a star and then having to pay either a big salary for a veteran star has already been signed to a big deal or maybe a big fifth-year option type thing, I don't really know, where you could look at it and say, maybe they just want to sign one or two more free agents, then look to the trade deadline because there are also going to be salary cap casualties throughout the course of the rest of the offseason where maybe that acts, maybe there's a star that is, that is cut there, but that's a shock to everybody. And then that could act as a trade, but you're not giving up anything because the guy was released and he's not on that team anymore. So there aren't really a ton of guys that I think are options in terms of stars for the Ravens to trade for. I mean, maybe Eric Kendricks is, is is a player, but again, like the need at linebacker is not a huge one. I look more to outside linebacker, like a pure pass rush outside linebacker. And there aren't a ton of guys right now who I look at and I say, well, this would be a great fit from a scheme perspective and a draft capital perspective and a contract perspective. I think right now it's more putting the pieces together than the roster they, they already have. But it's interesting to think about because if a player like DK Metcalf came into Baltimore and the Ravens gave up, let's put together a hypothetical package of like, first round pick a third round pick in and a player like chuck chuck clark i don't know like if chuck clark ends up wanting out of baltimore i still am on team no trade chuck clark i don't want that to happen but if that's the situation and the ravens do end up having to move on because the situation is just like you know chuck clark wants out the ravens have made it i think clear that they will help players get to different situations if they want to if that's the package it's a lot to give up, definitely, but then you have to weigh how it helps the offense. It's not just like a disaster because the Ravens trade a first round and a third round pick. I think that this is the window. Like if there was an opportunity to trade for a star, it's now. It's it's at some point, whether it's the offseason, whether it's the trade deadline right around there. If you want to go all in before Lamar Jackson's, whatever that contract will be, whatever he signs, right? That's something that a lot of people are anticipating him signing with the Ravens. Whatever happens there, if he signs that deal with Baltimore, it's going to be for a big money. It's going to be for big money, and I anticipate it being with the Ravens. Obviously, never say never, but I do think I'd be pretty shocked if it didn't happen in Baltimore. Regardless, if that deal is signed, then it limits your ability, if you're the Ravens, to go out and do all that stuff. Now, maybe the Ravens look at the Marcus Williams signing as their quote-unquote trade for a star, acquisition of a star. Because he is a star. You know, he's a young player, 25 years old, signed to that five-year, million million contract, filled a position of need. But again, the Ravens didn't have to give up anything to get him. So I think when you're looking at trading for stars, the only positions I could see it happening at, probably wide receiver, potentially outside linebacker, maybe very slightly inside linebacker. But again, I just, I don't see the need for that because of Queen and Bynes and Harrison. I'm not saying that's the best unit in the NFL. It would definitely benefit from having another player in there. But I, I just think the Ravens are content with what they have right now. Maybe they'll shock me and make a move. I would not be shocked if they did that. But I think for me, I, again, wouldn't be shocked if they stayed put and just said, you know what, we have our guys. We're going to kind of roll with it now. And throughout the course of the offseason, the rest of it at least, kind of go through the motions and see what they have. And then once the preseason is going on, maybe, or once the, the final cut day does come, then it's maybe all right. Well, should we make a trade for a guy before the year starts, or what are we looking for at the trade deadline? Because also, the the Ravens roster seems pretty filled out right now, right? It, it seems pretty stacked. But at the same time, there hasn't been any football played. Injuries are gonna happen. This is football, you know. No team gets through a season unscathed ever. No, no team has a hundred percent of players finished at hundred percent health. That's just not how football works, unfortunately. So. If the Ravens have to go through an injury season again, which let's hope not, let's actually just hope that does not happen. But if you're looking at it that way and the Ravens need to acquire, let's say, uh, an offensive lineman or a defensive back because they've just been absolutely decimated at that position. I think trading for a star would hinder that now where you're saying, all right, well, awesome. You know, DK Metcalf's on this team is great, but what else are we doing? How can we how can we? acquire more talent to be able to address other needs. So I think Baltimore might hold off on on a trade until it really gets down to the end of August, early September, or maybe the trade deadline. I could see other options coming in, but in terms of stars, the only real star that I think is even a viable option for the Ravens is, is DK Metcalf based off of the position based off of the fact that he's not signed on the big money deal yet, but you have to account for the big money deal. Plus you have to account for the draft capital. So all these things combining into one, I think the Ravens could trade for a star. I just don't think it's as likely now as it would be potentially when you're talking about maybe August, maybe the trade deadline. And then after that, obviously you can't trade anymore. And then you got to wonder about Lamar Jackson's contract and all the other contracts as well. So For Baltimore, it's an interesting, it's an interesting conversation point, but I would say it's probably more unlikely than likely the Ravens trade for a star at this point. But again, never say never there are talented players out there. And if the Ravens want to be super aggressive, I'm definitely not going to blame them because again, I think that this is the time that you do it when Lamar Jackson is still on his rookie deal, although it is going to be the fifth-year option for him, which is around 23. million dollars this season but we'll talk about that fifth year option and our final batch of mailbag questions in our final segment here on Lockdown Ravens so be sure to stay tuned for that still a time to talk about for sure first though I do want to tell you a bit about Built Bar and Built Bar has a lot of different things to offer as well and if you love chewy chocolate brownie or what about caramel brownie with caramel swirled on top? What if I told you you can have all that chewy chocolate deliciousness plus 17 grams of protein? Well, you're unlikely as caramel brownie bars are available at Built.com right now. And you got to act fast because they're a fan favorite and they're going fast. You can forget about dessert. These are better than dessert. You can have a ton of great health benefits as well. 17 grams of protein, only 4 grams of sugar. And you can replace regular brownies with this because they taste so good. And the best part, caramel brownie bars are covered 100% real chocolate like for real. With Built, you don't have... Has to sacrifice tasty for healthy, you can have both. And with built tasty, is the new healthy. So, go to built.com to get your box of caramel brownie bars now. Go to built.com, use promo code lock15 at 15% off your order. It's promo code lock15 for 15% off at built.com.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: We're back here. Our final segment of Locked On Ravens. Kevin Ostreicher, your host, still here with you again. Thank you for making Locked On Ravens your first listen of the day thank you again for subscribing to this channel in video form and also following us in audio form be sure to make your second listen of the day locked on nfl i hosted the monday show over there again so you can check that out if you want to hear me talk for a little longer after this show but let's now talk about the remainder of our mailbag questions we'll first start off here with two from raven maniac and i apologize because i was going to answer these last thursday but then i forgot about him because we had recorded the mailbag show and then these questions were asked so then I just you know I, it slipped my mind so I apologize but Raven maniac two questions here the first any intel on the fuller contract so yes the fuller contract is around I think the cap is 2.5 million dollars has a 1.38 million dollar signing bonus a 1.12 million dollar base salary I think it's a steal for the Ravens I know he did not play very well in 2021 for most of the year did kind of bounce back the second half of the season a tiny bit, but it was not what we were used to seeing out of, you know, Chicago bears pro bowler, all, all pro Kyle Fuller, but he's a player that's a veteran option can play both inside and outside That's very valuable, especially in this Ravens defense. So to get him on just a, a $2.5 million cap hit is great because there's still, there's still quality corners out there. Like Joe Hayden and some other guys as well, Jimmy Smith, someone, another, another potential option. But I think for now, Fuller was one of the better ones available. He was someone who I highlighted a couple months earlier when we were talking about free agents the Ravens could sign in March. So the fact they were able to get him right around late May is really impressive to me. So, yeah, the Fuller contract is $2.5 million in terms of cap hit. You got around a $1.3 million signing bonus and also just, I think, a steal of a deal with that $1.12 million base salary. The second question from Raven Maniac, how is it possible that Mayfield's fifth year option is so much less than Lamar's? And this is a very interesting question. And I I had to refresh myself on the rules here. So you're right. The fifth year option, it changed. I believe it changed before, like it came into effect before the 2018 class had their fifth year options picked up. So the fifth year options were a lot different before this. this, the new CBA had this put in. So before it was just, you know, depending on where you were drafted, the fifth year option would scale based off of that pretty much. There were a couple other factors, but it pretty much scaled off of that. But with the new CBA, the fifth year options are now incentivized in terms of playing time, pro bowls, etc. So, for Baker Mayfield versus Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson is making more than Kyler or making more than Baker Mayfield, excuse me, on the fifth year option because of the fact that he has made the pro bowl and also has playing time incentives and it's it's just different now because of what happened with the CBA, because the what, what ended up happening was that Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen both had options to sign long-term extensions in the offseason that their fifth-year options were picked up, and so their number was actually $23.016 million, and that's because they were selected to a Pro Bowl, but then you also have other guys for the Pro Bowl bump like Saquon Barkley and Bradley Chubb, Mayfield and also Sam Darnold, there are 10 players who qualify for the playtime bonus, and those are guaranteed numbers. So for Baker Mayfield's option, his was $18.858 million. And for Lamar Jackson, his is that $23.106 million option. And that is because of the fact that Lamar Jackson did make that Pro Bowl. So that incentivizes his fifth year option to be more money than Baker Mayfield's, but both hit playing time incentives. So that means that those options were a little bit. Higher than if they didn't hit those options. There were others as well. Like, for example, Hayden Hurst' fifth year option for the Ravens, and I guess it was moved over to the Falcons, was $5.428 million. Calvin Ridley was the 26th pick, one pick after Hayden Hurst. His was $11.116 million. So it all depends on playing time. It all depends on Pro Bowls. And for Mayfield, it was playing time that was hit. For Jackson, there was more that was hit, including a Pro Bowl. So that's why Jackson was the 32nd pick, has about $5 million more in a fifth year option than Mayfield was a number one overall pick so super interesting like it's, it's really interesting how the whole cba changes and how it changed at least for this because fifth year options were considered like oh yeah 100 they're picking up that option unless something crazy happens but now i think teams really have to think about it especially if one guy let's say has one amazing year as rookie season and then falls off the face of the earth his last three years are you going to pick up that fifth year option but because he's going to hit the the pro bowl incentive like saquon barkley hit, hit the pro bowl and then kind of you know, fell off a little bit. So his fifth year option is only around $7 million. And the Giants ended up picking that up and it's 7.217. But again, that's a player who had a very good, very fast early start to his career. And then again, fell off and couldn't hit a a couple of those bonuses. So that's why Baker Mayfield's fifth year option is a little less than Lamar Jackson's fifth year option. But finally here, we're going to look at a question from DJ D.J. Who says if you could bring back any former Raven player to be on the 2022 squad from '96 to 2016, including Ray Lewis and Ed Reed, who would it be and why? I love the show, keep it up. So it's one-year time frame here. That there are the obvious choices. Obviously, the the rules are no Ray Lewis, Ed Reed. So you so you could pick Terrell Suggs, you could pick Marshall Yonda, Jonathan Ogden. You know all the, all these different players who were considered some of the greats. Whoody oh, Nada, right? But. I'm going to go a little different. I'm, I'm going to say Anquan Bolden is mine. And this is a player that I'm, I'm sure a couple others also thought of. Maybe not. Maybe I'm alone. But I, I love what Anquan Bolden brought to this team. They acquired him a trade from Arizona. And just really so much toughness, contested catchability. The Ravens need that, right? Someone who can go out make those contested catches. You can play them both inside and out if you really wanted to. And I think that he would just be the perfect complement, the perfect weapon for Lamar Jackson in this Ravens offense. They're, like I would love to bring a, a guy like Steve Smith back, <laughs> like even, even Derek Mason. Like those are players who I think could really benefit this team that aren't necessarily the on the Mount Rushmore of Ravens, right? Like the, the Hall of Famers like Ogden and, and all those different, like, all right, this is obviously a top 10 player in Ravens history type deal. But I think that, yeah, Bolden is somebody who, Honestly, you you could say is a little underrated in Ravens history. Derek Mason is absolutely underrated in Ravens history. And Steve Smith is somebody who I just think watching him was so fun in the Ravens uniform. Just brought that attitude, brought that swagger that I loved to watch for those three years he was in Baltimore. But to me, I'm going to pick Bolden just because of the impact that he brought immediately over from Arizona. The fact that the Ravens, again, a veteran wide receiver, that's what Bolden would be at this point. You know, he's, he'd be a little older than I think many, many people would want. But if you're talking prime Anquan Bolden, um, all, bring, bring me that. Like, bring me that on this Ravens offense. I think it would add just another couple dimensions It would help in the locker room, help, help with the young wide receivers. So, personally, for me, I'm picking Anquan Bolden because I think that's a player who just exemplifies what it was to be a Raven, was a key part in that playoff run that Joe Flacco, immaculate elites, I will say, elite playoff run that Joe Flacco had. He was he was a huge part in that. And he was a trusted target, someone who I think Lamar Jackson could trust. And then you gotta go up and you gotta defend Mark Andrews and Anquan Bolden and Rashad Bateman. So man, I'm I'm, I'm having fun thinking about it. Obviously, it's not realistic, but I think that if I had to choose a guy and not really go with the Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer out with guys like Jonathan Ogden or Terrell Suggs. I'd personally pick Anquan Bolden to slot in on this Ravens offense and add that dynamic weapon, another dynamic attribute player to this Ravens offense for sure. But that's all I have for you here today on Locked on Ravens. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let me get back here tomorrow. We'll be diving into more Ravens talk, so be sure to stay tuned for that and I will see you tomorrow.